Welcome to the Holistic Healing with Laurie podcast, where I interview experts in the areas of long COVID, MECFS, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, and other chronic illnesses about holistic health. And I also share with you what has helped me to recover from long COVID, MECFS, and fibromyalgia, and also what helps my students out and my clients. So let's get to it. Is your skincare actually making you sicker? Now, this is something that I ran across, I'd say, probably about a year ago when I started using tretinoin. Now, you may have heard of this particular skincare product as Retin-A, and it's very effective for, it's commonly used for acne, but also it's a very effective anti-aging ingredients, anti-aging medication, actually. So tretinoin slash retin-A, those types, and there are a couple of others that are in that particular category of this umbrella term of retinoids. And the tretinoin, the retin-A, and a couple of other ones, those you can only get using a prescription, right? These are all these retinoids. They are vitamin A derivatives. So we're going to be talking about that today. And then we're also going to talk about what types of things that are in your skincare might be causing you some problems. And that's why the retinoids can be one of those. We're going to go into that. But even just in your moisturizers and your regular everyday use, skincare items, there could be some things in those that could be giving you problems. The reason that I started off with talking about the retinoids is because retinol is, okay, so you know how I said that you have your retinoids, which is an umbrella term, and then you have your things like tretinoin and retin-A, and those are, you have to actually have a prescription to get those because they're considered to be medication creams. And then you also have your retinols. And these are over-the-counter. You'll find them in a lot of your skincare products, beauty products, things like that. And there's a good reason. They're great. They help out with acne blemishes. They help to brighten the skin. They help to even out the skin tone. And they also help to reduce fine lines, right? So they're wonderful and I actually love them. But I'm going to make a bold statement here and say that if you are dealing with a chronic illness, then stay away from anything that is in that family of retinoids. That includes your tretinoin, your retin-A, and any retinols. I thought I had one with me right now, but this is just an example of a retinol product, right? So you'll see there's 0.3% retinol in here, which shouldn't cause a huge problem, but I'll talk more about that in just a second here. But the thing about retinols is that, and retinoids, is that because they are a vitamin A derivative, they can end up causing the liver some problems. Now, I hadn't even thought about any of this until... I had fully recovered from fibromyalgia and from long COVID and MECFS, but that's a whole other story that you can learn more about in one of my other videos. 
But yeah, so I was feeling great. And I started using a higher percentage retinol product. And my skin was looking great. But after a couple of months, I couldn't figure out what was going on with my body. My Some of the symptoms that I had experienced before with the fibromyalgia and some other things seemed to have come back in a different way. And I was, it was very upsetting because I thought that I was fully recovered. And because it it felt bad, I wasn't able to work out or anything like that. And my, my drive was gone. I was needing to sleep a whole lot more. I was just feeling really fatigued all the time. Even my emotions weren't as great as they usually are. And my mindset, I remembered trying out tretinoin. So one of the medical grade lotions several months before that and having a really negative response to it with all of those things, all of those symptoms that I was just telling you about that I was starting to experience over several months. Now with the tretinoin, I knew within about three days that something was very wrong. And I think I used the tretinoin and it was the lowest dose that you can get. It was like 0.025%. And I used it for, I used it, I think two times over the course of a week. And within that time period, by the end of that week, I was feeling agoraphobic. I didn't want to see anyone. I felt like I needed to eat all the time. I just was completely withdrawn, having very negative thoughts, having trouble waking up in the morning, all those other symptoms as well that I was sharing with you. So I realized that even using over-the-counter retinol is going to be problematic for me at this point, even though I have fully recovered. And it made me realize doubly yet again that If you're dealing with a chronic illness, using these vitamin A-derived skincare products is not a good idea for the time being. So that's not to say that you might not be able to use it in the future. For right now, you want to give your body as much of an advantage as possible without introducing these extra things for the liver and the body to have to metabolize. And that's what I think, that's what I hypothesize is going on with these retinoids in the body for people with chronic illnesses. And for me as well, I know that my liver is still, it's doing really well. All my levels are back down to really good levels. They were elevated for a while. And, but you, the liver takes about six months to a year to fully recover from whatever it is that you're working on with it. So that's just an example of one of the organs that can be affected by vitamin A and things that are derived from vitamin A. So my recommendation, and I'm not a doctor, I'm not a dermatologist, but my recommendation is to stay away from any form of retinoid until you are completely recovered, and then to test yourself afterwards. A good rule of thumb is to take a look at the skincare product 
And if it's not recommended for pregnant women, then stay away from it. Okay. And that is true of all retinoids. They're not recommended for pregnant women. Now, there are some alternatives that you can use. One of them is bakuchiol, which is a plant, actually. So that particular ingredient is derived from plants. Now, I haven't found a product with a very high percentage of bakuchiol, or however you pronounce it. I think that's how you pronounce it. So I can't say for sure that, that it works as well as the retinols or retinoids, but we'll see because I'm going to give that a shot. But yeah, but what I will tell you is some other things for you to stay away from in your skincare. And then we're going to talk about some of the things that I use now in place of the retinoids and, and in addition to some of the other things that I do. So another thing to stay away from is parabens. Now, the reason for that is that they can actually end up messing with your hormones and good grief, you probably already know that your hormones are most likely out of whack already anyway because of what your body is dealing with, with the underlying hidden infections that are most likely causing the long COVID and the MECFS, along with spike proteins and things like that. And how do you know if something is a paraben? You can look for prefixes like methyl, propyl, butyl ethyl, and isobutyl. Now, these are preservatives, and it's great that they preserve the skincare, but again, they can mess with your hormones. So that's not a great thing to have in there. Also, you want to stay away from sulfates, and these are usually found in your facial cleansers or body cleansers. So you want to keep an eye out for those. Now, petroleum products and PGE or PEG products you want to be careful about those as well. Now, there's a caveat for that with the petroleum products, and that's that if you do get things like microneedling or things like that, then the petroleum products are actually good to use for a couple of days because they give your skin a really good barrier. But if you're not using using a petroleum product for something like that, then it's a good idea to stay away from it. They end up clogging the pores and just making your skin not able to breathe very well. And then also your PEGs. And that's a similar thing to the petroleum products. And that includes PEG 20, 40, 80, and so on. And I am going to tell you some of the products that I do find that are clean, quote, clean products. Now, of course, that totally depends from person to person as to what, what that means. Also, generally, any sort of fragrances, especially synthetic, but you might notice for yourself that you respond badly to any kind of fragrance, even if it's natural. I know a lot of people with long COVID, with MECFS, with fibromyalgia even have these sensitivities. So staying away from the perfumes and the scents is generally going to be better. And of course, any artificial dyes, definitely want to stay away from that. Now, since we're talking about dye, well, let me show you what I have been doing if you've watched any of my interviews about methylene blue, 
you can find out more about this really interesting, it's actually a drug. It's actually a dye. It's actually a clothes dye, but you can get this online. I'll put a link for it down below. And you can watch some of my other interviews to see what it can do in the body. It's a very powerful antioxidant. So if you've heard about vitamin C being really good for your skin to use, that this is along the same lines, but it has a ton of other really interesting attributes to it, including that it can filter out some of the bad types of rays of sunlight, the some of the bad spectrum, right? That gives us problems. Now you still want to use an SPF, but adding this in the way that I'm going to show you in just a second here to some of your other facial products can be really helpful. It also has some anti-aging properties. I don't love that word anti-aging. It also has some properties that will help to reduce fine lines and wrinkles and things like that. So I like it for, for skincare for a number of those reasons. Now you can find it already in skincare. There's a line called Blue B-L-U-L-E-N-E. And I haven't tried that line yet. It seems to be really good, but you can also do this on your own. I, so yeah, so that's what I choose to do. So basically, two of the things that I do is I create this serum using, this is aloe. It's straight aloe with nothing else in it, just aloe. And then I add one teaspoon. And this is this glass jar is about two ounces. And you'll see that. So I use this regularly and you can see the vitamin C that I add to it is congealed on the outside. So you need to create new, you need to mix a new batch each week of this if you're putting the vitamin C into it. So I use two ounces of the pure aloe, and then I add a teaspoon of pure ascorbic acid to it. So this is powdered vitamin C in that particular form. The ascorbic acid is the best kind to, to use in your formulations here. Then what I do, and you have to be very careful with this because this stuff, remember it's a dye. Methylene blue is literally a dye. So you just have to be very careful with it because if it gets on anything, it's going to dye it. It's going to dye it blue. But what I do is in that two, and I wish that I could show this to you, but I can't really, I don't have a setup to show it to you, but I'll put in two drops in those two ounces. I'll put in two drops of the methylene blue. I don't know precarious and then using a plastic fork that's specifically for this I will mix it now I think I probably used a bit too much methylene blue this time I think it should have been just one drop for this because it's still blue which means that it's definitely going to dye things when you're putting this on your face you need to be wearing something that's dark or cover yourself in something that's dark. Okay. But, oh yeah, see, oh yeah, that's right. When you mix it with the vitamin C, the methylene blue, it actually becomes less, less blue, but it's, it'll still stain stuff. So you still want to wear something dark. Then I'll also do the same thing 
let's see, I can show you this time. I figured out how to do it. Then I also put my favorite face moisturizer into another two ounce jar. And I put, well, I did two. And I put two drops into that. Now, again, you don't want to get this, this cream on anything. And you will put it on your face and it'll, you might have to rub it in really well so that it's not blue on your face, or you can just use one drop per two ounces and that should do okay as well. And then lastly, what I do is I create my skin, my body cream as well. So I just put my favorite skin moisturizer into, and this should be a glass container. This is a plastic container. I prefer to use glass, but right now this is what we got. And then in this big container, so this is eight ounces. So I'll be using, since it's going to be on my body, I'm just going to use probably about four drops for this full eight ounces. And we'll see how that does. You don't want it to have a dark blue tint at all. You want it to have a very slight light blue tint. Because again, otherwise it's going to get all over everything. So I'll mix that up later. Some of the other clean brands that are out there for skincare, I'll just go through a couple of them with you. The first one, one of my favorites, is called Drunk Elephant. And I just love that name. I think it's awesome. And then let's find some of the other ones. One of the things is that it's hard to know what constitutes clean, but the ingredients, of course, should be safe for our bodies, whether they're naturally sourced or produced in a lab, because there are products, even natural products that are not good for your body as well. So yeah, Drunk Elephant, Summer Fridays is a good brand. Ren Clean Skincare, that's R-E-N, Clean Skincare, and I'll put a list of all these as well. Beauty Counter is a good one. And actually, I want to make sure that I highlight this brand. It's called Ella, E-L-A-A. And this is actually, these are all created by one of our community members. And she has MECFS. So she knows what it's like to, to be reactive to things. And her skincare products are really delicious. They do have some scent to them. They're not added scent. It's just because the components are natural. So they naturally have a scent to them. Now, they smell really good to me. But if you are sensitive to scents, then you might want to be careful with that. But I'll put a link to her products down below as well. Yeah, and then I'm just going to put a link to or a list of some of the other clean products in the description also. So I hope that is helpful for you and you got me sans any makeup today. We didn't get into safe makeups and things like that, but it's a lot. I'm sure that you've found already. But yeah, I hope that this is helpful. And if you have any questions, please let me know. I can't promise that I'll have the answers, but I'll do my best. And make sure that you subscribe and we'll see you next time.